we're back. It's been a little bit. It's been a busy week or so. I'm here with Coach Ben for the Fader Stronger Happier podcast. What's up? We have um, we're giving a little preview of Ben's nutrition seminar coming up on June eighteenth, not sixteenth. Um, <laughs> so we're going to spend some time talking about making nutrition simple. Some common misbeliefs, things that people can get wrong, things that um, we're told are probably wrong. Yeah. And then uh, some simple ways to make some action steps forward and eat a little bit healthier. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Cole. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Dive into it, yeah. Let's dive into it. You <laughs> take the lead, my man. You're the nutrition guy here. Awesome. Awesome. So I think the very first thing that I want everyone to really think about is I always say to my clients and to members here, like something as important as nutrition should never be overcomplicated. And a lot of the time when I'm talking and chatting and asking questions to some of the members here and some of the clients, especially when they they want to make changes to their eating habits, they know they need to make a change in order to work on their goals, whether it's weight loss, um, looking, feeling better in general, um, take control of their gut health, getting stronger, whatever it is, knowing that nutrition plays such a key role in that. There's always a sense of all of these things about nutrition that almost to me makes it feel as if it's almost impossible to get started. Yeah. Because it's always about, well, I've been, I've been told that I should cut down on carbs, but how many how much is enough like how much is too much or how much is too little if i if i do cut carbs my boss my my friend my i, I had a um have a lady one of my clients whose husband was doing intermittent fasting as an example they were doing it seeing loads of really good results is that something that we should be doing like should i do that as well and it's all of this like noise it's all of this like information that is this actually helping you or is this preventing you from actually taking a step and making change? Because again, something as simple and as essential as nutrition should never be overcomplicated. Yeah, I think so many people get into the um, a paralysis by analysis. There's so many options. It's kind of like, well, where do I start? And a lot of that comes down to there. Some of those things are gimmicks. Some of those things work for some people. Um, some of them are like, seem cool or too good to be true and people don't know which one they should do and what works for them. Um, you know, with that being said, a lot of nutrition things do work. Mm. A lot of things you see on the internet are like quite silly or on tabloids or whatever. Um, and there, there's so much, there's such a broad scope of nutrition and that could be, eating healthy for longevity. It could be late weight loss. It could be trying to put muscle on. Um, I think most of the time when people are talking about nutrition, it's to feel better, look better, um, lose a little bit of body fat. Yeah, totally. I think one of the things I always talk about as well with my clients is thinking about nutrition. So precision nutrition has a really good perspective on nutrition as deep health. And it's the idea of we, we often think of nutrition as like, well, you know, I want to look better, I want to get more shredded, you know, get stronger, whatever it is, build my physique. But 
yes, there's the physical health component of nutrition. That's obviously very important, but there's also the emotional, mental, environmental, existential, relational aspects of our health. And that encompasses our social life, that encompasses who we are as people and what we stand for, like our values, our emotions on a day-to-day basis, our focus, energy, memory, all of these things. All of those aspects of health influence our eating habits and our choices, and our eating habits influence our deep health. And that's why nutrition is so important, and that's why it's so critical for a lot of people to make a step do something for your eating habits that's positive, even if it's the smallest, simplest thing you can think of, because the payoff there in the long term is going to be so significant to yeah. long-term health. Yeah, something that's actionable, repeatable, we can do it all the time. For sure. um, one of the things that I think it's important to you started, we've, we've pre-gamed a little bit, not with beer, but with knowledge. Um, it's talking about like the hierarchy kind of uh, like fitness, or not fitness, but nutrition in this sense, what's going to be most important? Because a lot of people think they don't know, right? There's, okay, do I need to count my calories? Should I do intermittent fasting? Does this need to be organic? Will artificial sweeteners um, kill me and make me want more sugar? What, Whatever it may be. So it's important to, I think, to really help people understand what's actually most important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. Yeah, just like there is that hierarchy of needs in fitness that we kind of spoke about. Was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah, um, but we're, we're scrubbing <laughs> that and we're recording it. So the hierarchy of needs oh, that we sorry. will yeah, we'll, we'll talk about next week. Yes. <laughs> stay, stay tuned. Yeah, cool. So critical components of fitness right down the baseline is recovery and with that recovery nutrition is going to probably play i would personally argue probably the most significant impacts on your recovery your performance and your health well it's a hard toss up between that and sleep sleep and yes for sure yes that's a very good point actually yeah. sleep yeah, still still pretty sleep is king nutrition is queen i think that's a good better yeah, yeah for sure um the exact same thing can be said about nutrition as well. Right? There being this hierarchy of importance and Renaissance periodization have an amazing, what they call is like their pyramid, their like diet and health pyramid. And I would 100% recommend for everyone to check it out. I always share this. One of the first things that I do is share this with, with my clients, something that I really believe in as well. And right at the base is energy balance. By energy balance, we are talking about the energy you take in through food and through drink um, versus the energy you expend through your day-to-day activities, your resting metabolism, uh, your exercise, obviously, exercise habits as well. Key thing to note about energy balance is there's this narrative of calories in, calories out. On the one hand, if you want to lose weight, if you want to lose fat, yes, you will need to be in, a, in an energy calorie deficit. Meaning? This, right, great question. We are taking in less than what we expend on a day-to-day basis. So imagine that you have this line between what you're taking in, so what you're eating, what you're drinking, you know, the calories you take in versus the calories that you expend. 
that line has to be a little bit lower on the energy intake versus the energy expenditure. That is because no human on planet Earth is immune to the laws of thermodynamics. <laughs> it's like an unfortunate fact of, of life that that is what energy, that's what food is basically. Food was transformed into energy, that's what we use as energy. The same can be said as well, if I want to gain weight, if I want to gain muscle, I need to be in calorie surplus, so I need to be taking in more than, than I expend, so hypercaloric diet. That's because I can't literally just close my eyes and just inflate muscles. I need energy and fuel to do that. So again, I need to be taking in more than I expend in order for me to gain weight. There's also maintenance, which is where you are neither losing or gaining weight. That's a very life consistent. That is the absolute bedrock of any weight loss, fat loss, weight gain, muscle gain, is the calories in versus calories out. The issue with it, and this is where there's a lot of this debate as to whether a lot of people say, oh, the calorie in, calorie out is BS. The trouble is, calories in versus calories out is way more intricate, nuanced, and fluctuating on a day-to-day -day basis than just this pure number on one that like X amount of calories and then X amount that you expend. Like we know that your resting metabolism can change over time. We know that the amount of energy you expend from exercise can change over time. We know that things like your sleep, stress, your environment around you, like things like food cues can play a really key component um, in the amount of food that you eat, whether you like or are consciously aware of it or not. So this idea of it being this really fixed number and it's just pure calories in versus calories out, like that's like not quite all of the conversation. And that's why things can get a little bit, again, complex. So so I'm gonna cut you off and I think For sure. what I wanna talk about is, um, that's going to be the most important thing, right? So that's like the base level of our pyramid. What, whatever protocol we use for a diet, if calories in versus calories out is not in alignment with the goals of maintaining, gaining weight, losing weight, um, it's like not going to work as intended. So when we have, we all have like our, you know, keto uncle or someone who, does intermittent fasting, vegetarian, whatever it may be, yeah. some of those methods will provide a way to have less calories in than calories out. And I think that's important for people to understand that doing the keto thing didn't help someone lose weight, it helped them to eat less calories. On accident, probably. Um, doing intermittent fasting where you're restricting the amount of time you eat throughout the day to two, four, six hours, whatever it may be, you're going to have a smaller amount of time to eat a bunch of calories and that's going to help. Um, vegetarian, you're not going to be eating as much, possibly as much high calorie foods, vegan, whatever. So if we talk about all these different kind of diet recommendations, when it works for someone's weight loss, fat loss, it's because it's sticking to that like number one rule. There, there's like no way to trick that. You can put butter in your coffee and it 
uh, air quote, speeds up your metabolism and causes you to burn fat, but that doesn't really matter. You're using fat as a fuel source that you just ingested, but you're still getting in a ton of calories. If your overall calories throughout the day are less doing keto, drinking coffee, butter, only eating fruit, uh, whatever it may be, you're probably going to lose weight. Um, if it's more, then you're probably going to gain weight. And that like is very commonly misunderstood. People kind of look at, um, the, the things that are being eaten or like the fancy stuff, like the timing or taking some like weight loss pill or something and not understanding that that's either that could be helping someone adhere to a lower calorie than what they need to be or what their maintenance is in order to lose weight. Yeah. yeah so all of those absolutely. things, whether they're counting calories or not, or saying calories in versus calories out doesn't matter. Well, it's because you're eating less and you're getting the results. But if we measure that, if we did a study of what you're consuming versus what you're expending, you're probably consume. You are not probably <laughs> because it's a law of thermodynamics and physics. You're going to lose weight. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think that like what is really critical uh, with nutrition is what you feel yourself is best for your specific goals, your specific needs and what you value as healthy. Um, and, and those things are very individual to the person. That's one of the first things that I kind of chat about with, with my clients starting off. Like, what, what does healthy eating mean to you? What, like, what do you value as healthy when it comes to nutrition? And unfortunately, we get a lot of misinformation and being really cynical, a lot of like charlatans that try and skirt around the, the fact of the matter, the truth of the matter, about the, the need to be in a... Um, some form of energy balance, whether calorie deficit, calorie surplus, depending on your specific goals and needs, um, because those things sound better. It sounds better. To it's say, way cooler. Yeah. It's way cooler to eat bacon and cream cheese than <laughs> yeah. just eat less food. For sure. A hundred percent. And I like what you said, um, you know, the diet that someone can adhere to that is going to allow for those goals, which could be less calories in and out, more calories in than out if you're trying to lose or gain respectively is going to be i don't know if it's more or less important or equally important but i guess really it doesn't matter if you can't adhere to it yeah and that goes the same for exercise 100 yeah yeah at the base you have energy balance moving up the pyramid we then have food composition or food quality so I think of food quality is almost working synonymously with energy balance. It's obviously a lot easier to eat a heck of a lot more food when it's calorie dense, heavily refined, ultra processed foods. Think of like Twinkies, um, uh, fries, all that, all that kind of stuff. Have you heard of the Twinkie diet? I'm interrupting you again. 100%. Sure. All right. Let's, yeah. let's share this Twinkie, <laughs> the yeah. Twinkie diet, Twinkie experiment. Oh, yeah. experiment. I, have that, I have that guy's name around in my head i'm going to um, give my version of learning about it when i was getting my exercise science degree and then ben will give the internet search version but essentially a doctor wanted to prove calories in versus calories out and he ate only twinkies for 30 days or something like that with the amount of calories to lose some body fat and lost some body fat eating only twinkies for a certain amount of days yeah essentially he 
he lost close to 30 pounds. Uh, he called it, it's, it, it kind of got coined the Twinkie diet because that was what the media basically saw of it. It was what he called a convenience store diet. He was also drinking things like protein shakes as well. Um, he uh, he lost, I think it was close to like 30 pounds in like three months or something. It was pretty, pretty rad to be fair to him, like, fair to um, He also, um, I think like his cholesterol lowered as well, like his overall health actually improved, like level of like triglycerides, that's what, like fat cells, um, like also was reduced as well. And the, the, that was the idea behind it, this idea of this experiment of uh, you can eat ultra processed foods as long as you're in a calorie deficit. <laughs> My only issue with that is I don't know how much longer he could have potentially done that before he was like, F this. Sure. This so, so what I mentioned a second ago was like the adherence factor, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. But it's, you know, it's an extreme example of illustrating yeah. calories in, calories out. It's like, actually slightly more than more important than uh, food quality totally, totally. all right I'll, I'll not interrupt you for at least three minutes <laughs> so yeah think of those things working synonymously anything that's so important food composition food quality is also important as well moving up the pyramid we don't have macros so we're talking protein carbs and fats now the easiest way in my opinion you can think of macros the only thing you need to know so one of my buddies is an amazing nutrition coach, a guy called Johnny Landles, Next Step Nutrition, came up with the idea of macros. Protein is your growth fuel, carbs is your go fuel, and fats is your mojo fuel. That is literally all you need to know about macros. You don't need to know X amount of grams of protein required per day for muscle, whatever the heck it is. That stuff can be helpful, but for the vast majority of us, it's just not. Protein helps us grow cells and tissues. Carbs help us to fuel ourselves throughout the day. It's our primary source of fuel. Fats help um, with building and rebuilding hormones and supporting our organs, nervous system. So all three macros all have their roles. You might have done things like macro tracking, for example. You might have gone on a specific macro split. Those things, again, can be helpful. But again, it comes down to the amount and the quality of your food is going to have the most significant impact. Moving further up the pyramid, we then have uh, nutrient timing. So again, intermittent fasting is a really good example of this. Um, your timing around your workout nutrition, for example. Some people have done things like calorie or carb cycling, like something like cycling their calorie intake throughout the day uh, or, or the week. Again, these things can have a benefit, especially in terms of your specific goals and your specific needs. They're just not as significant, as critical, important as the amount and quality that you're eating. And then again, further up the chain, we have things like hydration. So they might be yes, things like water, but also things like your caffeine intake. It might be post-workout nutrition. And then right at the top, the thing that's really gonna have the least significant impact in the long term, your overall health, your specific goals and needs, are supplements. Supplements are literally there to supplement as supplements, that is it. They are not the components of a diet or food. They are just that, supplements. And that's why they have the least significant impact. I like to think of that pyramid as almost like an iceberg, the tip of the iceberg, and below the pyramid is your awareness, 
consistency and accountability for your nutrition? How well can you follow what you're doing? How confident do you feel that you can keep this up? How well do you feel this is actually going to get you to the goals that you want to get? And how aware are you of what you are doing and why it's either working or where you can improve? So that is really the pyramid. That's all we really know. In my humble personal opinion, that is all you need to know about nutrition. And a lot, unfortunately, a lot of the things that we get from, especially social media, YouTube, internet, magazines, whatever it is, is very hyped up marketing. And I remember listening to a podcast one time, I had a lady called Dr. Stacey Sims, and she mentioned how, she said, marketing is more powerful than science. And unfortunately, that's something I really agree with. Um, a lot of the things that we see, even if they seem like the most absolute true statements, it's an agenda and it's marketing. And whether it works for you or not, I don't know. But what works for you is what you can adhere to and what works for your specific goals, your specific needs and what you value to help. See? Yeah, all right. Awesome. I don't know how much time we have today to dive into the myths around it. I could literally do like a couple of weeks. That. Yeah. <laughs> so I might have to leave that for today. Yeah, I mean, I think I started to talk about a little bit and what we can maybe do is give a few examples and talk about how they tie into this like pyramid, this like yeah. hierarchy of nutrition, uh, nutrition importance. And I think I did that a little bit. Um, so, and like, I have, uh, I have a good friend who does keto and I mm. give him a hard time for it. He used to be my best friend, but now he's only a good friend because he does keto. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, he says keto is not the best diet. It's the one that he can stick to. He travels often. He feels like he's able to sustainably eat a lot of vegetables, higher fat, medium protein, and like feel well long-term. Cool. Um, he doesn't recommend it for a lot of people. He works, um, he owns a CrossFit gym, does a lot of jujitsu. He doesn't recommend that for any of his clients because it's not ideal for their goals. For him, as someone who's not focusing on high intensity training, he wants to have sustainable energy and like feel okay. That works for him because he can stick to it really, really easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really good example of that. I think working specifically for them. Actually, I have a, I have a client, um, a client called Wes, who we, we've now been working together for about six months and he's actually just reached his goal body weight he's, you know when, when we first started working he was like he was sitting around 232 he said i really want to get down to 205 i was in a really healthy position back then and i was doing keto mm -hmm. i lost a, a ton of weight on keto from doing that and i i was just working and i just he just really worked for me and he actually like got he's now at 203 so he's now even like lost a good like 30 pounds in six months which yes. is really awesome really happy for him and he was saying about how, like, you know, he was just working, but he was doing this keto diet, and then the weight just really fell off. And when we were chatting about it, the bigger question was like, what happened? Like, what what is different now from like back then? Like, what changed? Why was it something you felt like you couldn't continue or follow with? And it was just circumstance and situation. So we took a little step back, and one of the first things that we did together was just take. Um, a picture of every meal 
he was having for two weeks. And I had him just track it on his phone and sent to me. And we were trying to see particular consistencies. So there are certain things during the day where certain times he was eating potentially, certain things he was eating that weren't really like agreeing with him, or just the amount of food that he was eating at the time. From then, we then set a really simple goal of just adding an extra serving of protein at breakfast. So he was feeling like he was kind of like snacking a bit during the day while at work, and he's feeling like really super low energy, so he kind of like go for the, the classic stuff, you know, like caffeine or maybe just like the whatever's in whatever's in his, in his pantry or fridge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that started to help a little bit with his appetite. Um, we then started having some just better quality snacks available in his in his fridge and pantry during the day while he's at work. Um, John Barali, who was the founder of Precision Nutrition, had a really awesome first rule of nutrition, and that's if there's food in your house, either you, someone you love, or someone you marginally tolerate will eventually eat it. <laughs> it's so true. No amount of willpower is really going to save us from a cookie that's on the table. So the easier we can make it for us to get better quality foods available more often in our area and make it a little bit harder for us to get the stuff that's not really helping us, the better. We laid out what we felt for him were foods that were better supporting him. We called it like the green light foods. We didn't have foods that were like, all right, this is kind of helping. That's just that with yellow light foods. And we had foods where it's like, no, nah, this is not worth it. This is making me feel sluggish. It's not really supporting your goal. It's just not really helping and it's not worth investing your time or energy. It took a lot of time and he didn't really see the results he wanted to see from the get-go. The, the weight loss in the issue was quite slow. But what he did really was add here. He just followed it and got really consistent and found what worked for him. And it's an amazing story for me. I'm extremely happy for him um, that he's got this position. He's in a position now where he can like take on new challenges and say yes to new things. We're going to be working on a really awesome like, um, like muscle gain program over the summer, which I'm really excited for him. And for him, it's like he made this happen for himself. He like made this accomplishment. And it wasn't from a diet like, say, doing keto. I think a lot of the time, like, when people do keto and they get results, it's like, oh, it's keto that made, made this happen. And I don't know if it is. I think it's the fact that people follow something and they find it works for them and they commit to it. And if they, from doing the diet, they choose low quality foods market, they put energy and they take personal responsibility from what they're doing. And that's the stuff that matters. It doesn't really matter what diet you're on, it matters that you can follow it. And again, it follows what your goals are, what your needs are as a person, and, and what you value is helping. Simple as that. Yeah, it sounds like it was, you know, in this case, something maybe not easy, but it was simple. It wasn't super complicated. You could stick to it. Um, and that's usually going to be more equally as important, more important than some of the other things, you know, getting him something that he could do. He is a father. Yeah. He's got, he's got a four year old boy. He's a engineer. Yeah. He's a busy guy. Yeah. He works hard. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes as coaches, we have the luxury of having a little bit of freedom in our schedule. We have a refrigerator here at the gym. We've got, um, microwave, whatever. And it is important for us to 
looked apart, walked apart, talked apart mm. as far as nutrition goes. So we can sometimes forget or even make it seem easier to some people to adhere to it. But we have to always consider like, let's look at someone else's shoes. Are they wrangling a bunch of children? Are they a nighttime ER nurse? Something like that. Yeah. So finding something they can adhere to and something that we can like keep pretty simple is going to be probably the most important. We're um, running out of time, so we need to probably do a follow-up. And actually, I think this is good because we've given a overview of some nutritional um, frameworks. And then what we can talk about like some action steps, things that people can start to implement pretty easily um, that are not going to be complicated, not going to cause a lot of stress or confusion. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening in. Um, don't forget to check out Ben's nutrition workshop, June 18th, 10-15. Yes, sir. As of now, there's four spots available. I think it has about a week, week cool. to go. Yeah. All right. Awesome. You guys have a great um, day because I probably won't post it for the time for it to say great weekend. <laughs> but if you listen to it on a Friday, have a great weekend. All right. See ya. See you guys.